when a group of hungry friends form fantasy leagues. And then, a platform to talk sports and their favorite blast from the past. You get... The Joe Random Sports Podcast. And now, your hosts, Stephen Thayer and Matt Ramirez. All right, welcome everybody to the Joe Random Sports Podcast. A special edition episode, something new that we are trying for season three, Immediate Reaction Sundays, getting all of this out to you in real time. Boy, what an NFL Sunday, namely, what a 49ers-Eagles game. Once again, 49ers go on the road against a playoff team and absolutely dismantle them. Niners taking down the Eagles in Philly 42 to 19 to move to 9 and 3. Eagles fall to 10 and 2. But there was so much angst going into this game and the Niners did a phenomenal job responding from a horrid first quarter in which they had negative yardage and did not possess the ball. And it was almost like those first two, three and outs where you go to the blackjack table with 30 bucks and $10 minimum hands and you lost every single one of them. And of course, you're worried for the rest of the evening there, but they bounced back. They stuck to their, their plan and Kyle Shanahan orchestrated one of the more impressive offensive games I've seen from him, especially against a supposed stout defense, right? Uh, this was a a pretty stingy defense, at least on the ground, um, but they didn't have a lot of teams rushing on them because the Eagles' offense is so dynamic. They jump out to a bunch of leads. Teams are playing catch-up through the air, and therefore they did give up a lot of passing touchdowns. Second most on the year, Probably the most now after Brock Purdy shreds him for four. Brock Purdy, unbelievable. 19 of 27, 314 and four with zero picks. Only sacked twice despite, I would say, shoddy O-line protection. Um, Seemed like Purdy had to get on the move a lot. Didn't have a ton of time. Uh, But that left side of the offensive line, Trent Williams, so good. So good. They were rushing his way the entire time. And they were getting just anything that they wanted with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel on the ground. Brock Purdy, a 148.8 quarterback rating. Matt texted me that he's the MVP right now. And I don't think you can really argue it. The way that he is playing, uh, he's leading the league in passer rating right now. With this game, and of course you continue to do this, he probably breaks Aaron Rodgers' all-time quarterback rating season. Uh, that would not surprise me. Uh, he is no longer, they said it on the broadcast, he's no longer a guy who you think can do this. He is the guy that does do this, and he does win football games. He does put the team on his back when they need him to. He was just unfazed, and I thought maybe you know there would be a little bit of a hurdle mentally to get over. Of course, you know, first time Hassan Reddick is back there, and what do you do? But there was nothing, none of that, unfaced. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, just spectacular. 
on the ground, through the air, in protection. 93 yards and a tutty on the ground. Added uh, 40 through the air. Third and Juwan. Juwan Jennings is so, so good on third down. It just seems like every third down, he's always there in the clutch moments. Makes a great catch. Had some great blocking as well. You can't overlook that. Ayuk, sure-handed. Kittle, open plays. And, of course, Debo, the yak monster of them all. Just blew open that game with two of the more impressive touchdowns we've seen from him in his career. So just a great team effort all around. 28 of 146 on the ground for the Niners. Um, You know, three sacks on Jalen Hurts. That's, I'd say, pretty good against that elite offensive line there in Philly. So heck of a job on that side. You know, penalties was even. (laughs) They each had 47 yards in penalties. No turnovers for either side. So, you know, it was a well-played football game. Time of possession was almost equal. Eagles had a slight edge there. Uh, Jalen Hurts chucked the ball almost 48 times. That's crazy. That is not what uh, he had 45, Mariota had three. That is not what you want to do if you're the Eagles. You want to establish the run game, and they just couldn't. When your leading rusher is seven for 20 yards and you're only averaging 2.6 on the ground for the day, that is a problem. And the Niners credit to Steve Wilkes and that defense for absolutely stuffing them on the ground because after those first couple of drives, when the running game wasn't working, the Niners were able to relax a little bit. They were able to play better in the secondary, a little bit more comfortable. They had really good help up front. So it was just a matter of Charvarius Ward getting in there and manning up on A.J. Brown, defending passes. And of course, A.J. and Devontae had really good games. But when you chuck the ball 45 times, you're going to have good numbers. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts played great. I think he played okay. He's a he's a gamer, of course. Uh, he had to come out with that uh, concussion protocol. Apparently, he's okay, which is good. But uh, Jalen Hurts was in my MVP discussion coming into this game, and and I think Purdy's clearly supplanted him after this game. And once again, the Niners, just a big, big road win. You destroy Jacksonville on the road. You destroy Pittsburgh on the road. You destroy Philly on the road. You destroy Dallas at home. They're putting 30, 40-plus point games in all of these. It's the scariest team in the NFL. It's the scariest team in the NFL, and I'm not going to sit here and try to gloat and jinx and and say we're going to go on to win the Super Bowl and all that stuff. Of course, I believe that, but (laughs) you have to be very cautious. You know, I want to see what happens when the Niners get challenged, and the Eagles were our greatest challenge to this point as as a team, but the Niners failed to rise to the challenge in Cleveland in Minnesota, of course, at home against Joe Burrow. Those were games when things didn't go our way. I want to see how we respond when that happens again. It's not if, it's when. Shanahan and the Niners will do everything they can to stay in front, give Purdy the lead, and continue to play in front, dominate, drive the ball, push the ball, all of these things. But it's just going to be inevitable. You know, we're going to have a a square off on Christmas against Baltimore. And I have a feeling that might be one of those games where 
we're just not going to be able to move the ball like we like we want to, like we always do. And how do we respond when our backs up are against the wall? How do we respond in a potentially divisional matchup? The Rams played really well today. End of the season, last game of the year, they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. We'll be fighting for a potential buy. What does it look like when our backs are against the wall? Um, playoff football, it happens. It happens multiple times. And Jalen Hurts was unbelievable at comeback guy, comeback guy, one possession win, one possession win, just streak after streak. And so that's what I want to see from the 49ers. This game confirmed what we thought about the Eagles and the Niners. It confirmed that the Eagles sort of skated by a little bit. It confirmed why the 49ers were favorites in this game. The Eagles were a little bit banged up coming off of the Buffalo game in the overtime. The Niners had 10 days rest. All those things help. Like I've said before, the Niners are the best team in the NFL. They can beat anybody on any given Sunday, and they can dismantle them. If their plan is going the way that Shanahan draws it up, they are great. They got nothing to worry about. It's still remains to be seen what happens if it doesn't go according to plan. And that's why I'm cautiously optimistic here. I am super happy with the performance. It was a beautiful display of football to beat the supposed best team in the NFL. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And we should be here more celebrating. And, and I'm half super excited, but I don't want to get too excited, right? Uh, if you are a champion, you need to act like a champion and champions expect to win. And that's what we, that's what we did. Amazing game to watch for the 49ers defensively spectacular. This is what you have to continue to ride as we get another date with Seattle next week, this time at home. Seattle's going to be hungry. They're the ones coming off the 10 days rest this time. And let's hopefully take care of business. And then, uh, of course, Arizona. We got Baltimore on Monday night. That will be a hot one. And then we close out the year with the Commanders, who probably will be without Ron Rivera at that game, and then the Rams, who will be fighting for a playoff spot. So at the very least, we just want to get the highest seed possible for home field advantage. So that's what I'm looking forward to. In terms of the rest of the league today, uh, there weren't anything that was too shocking. The Chargers go <laughs> go on to win 6 to nothing. That was... Wow. wow. <laughs> what a miserable game that was. There's no way... That Belichick finishes the season, much to Matt's uh, elation. <laughs> the Steelers, after a couple weather delays, really laid an egg there at Acrisure today. Good job for the Cardinals to finally get one. Uh, that was a tough loss. Kenny Pickett going out with an ankle injury. You hope he's okay because the last thing you want is Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback going into the playoffs. So now the Steelers are going to be on that wild card watch. You've got uh, Colts-Titans, a, a fireworks show in, in overtime there in Nashville. Colts, man, they are they are a fun team this year. 7-5, and five, they, uh, they're threatening for the division. Texans, Colts, Jaguars all look pretty solid. Uh, it's uh, Who would have thought? So congrats to the Colts on a backup quarterback. You've got the Texans coming up big, finally breaking the Broncos' win streak. Denver... Really, it was just Denver and the Eagles. They were the only two teams in the league that had the five-game win streak coming into Sunday, and they both lost. Uh, so Denver to 500, Houston to 7-5. Texans uh, are really impressing me this year, and 
CJ Stroud's been so good for a rookie. He looks like a veteran out there. So thrilled with him. Nico Collins, a massive day, nine for 191. Thank you very much. Have him in fantasy. <laughs> Lions and Saints. Lions took care of business, nine and three. The 33 to 28 over the Saints. Derek Carr looks awful. Exited the game with an injury. I don't know what the Saints are doing. You know, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill had a good game on the ground. I think Dennis Allen might need to go. Unfortunately, Derek Carr's your guy for the next three years, and they're going to have to deal with that. But he's looked pretty bad this season, and it's a shame to watch. Um, the Lions, good for them to get back on track. Sam Laporta, whew, nine for 140. Falcons and Jets, you know, I didn't think the under was going to hit. It was a 32 and a half, 33 and a half. It was like, hey, I, <laughs> you know, there's no way that the the under hits here. This is so low. But sure enough, it did. Two really, really impoverished offensive teams in the Falcons and the Jets. Falcons get it done, 13 to 8 to go to 500 and lead the NFC South. So another miserable year for the NFC South. The Jets fall to 4 and 8, and that just more than cements Rodgers probably not coming back as, as they continue to fall out of contention. So that's tough. And then, of course, the Dolphins just absolutely running up the score on the Commanders, 45-15. to 15. Tyreek Hill, 5 for 157. Two touchdowns, both over 60 yards. First Dolphin to do that since the 70s. Unbelievable. Tua makes it look easy out there. They just sling it. They're so quick. Raheem Mostert continues to have a great season, punching the ball in the end zone. Devon A. Chain getting in there twice, returning from injury. Uh, this Dolphins team is tough offensively. I'm just waiting for when they play a good team and how they act uh, when their backs are up against the wall. <laughs> a tough day for the Commanders and Ron Rivera, like I said before. Buccaneers getting it done in a close one in Tampa, 21-18. Bryce Young having a real, real difficult rookie season. A lot of growth to be had there. And, of course, the Rams... 36-19 to 19 over the Browns. A tough loss for the Browns. Joe Flacco coming back into the fold. He looked okay for a guy that hadn't been playing in a little bit. You can't really blame them. Uh, this was the Browns' defense, usually stout. Couldn't get it done. Matt Stafford, 279 yards and three touchdowns. Kyron Williams, effective on the ground with 88 and a score. Puka Nakua looked like he was a little banged up. Comes back, 105 yards and a score. The Rams are back in contention, unfortunately. And then, of course, don't have to recap it too much, but the Cowboys in a thriller on Thursday night. Finally, a good Thursday night game. Looking forward to the Bengals-Jaguars tomorrow night. Uh, Jaguars favored by 9.5. Got the Sunday night game in motion as we speak. Packers up 21-12 over the Chiefs with a quarter to play. Jordan Love looks a lot better. Looks a lot better than the beginning of the season. And Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs offense uh, really struggling as of late. Closing out this episode, just uh, had to talk about the college football playoff selection show. And uh, it's just a shame. I, I'm not here to say that the committee got it wrong. I'm not here to say that, the, that they don't have the four best teams right now in. I'm not here to say that they... They messed this up. I understand the decision to put Texas and Alabama in at three and four. I'm more here to say that this is why the system is flawed. This was a prime example of why they're doing away 
with the CFP. The first time an undefeated team doesn't make it in Florida State to go 13-0, you win your conference championship. Now, we knew that one conference champion was going to get snubbed, but uh, unfortunately, it's the one of the undefeateds, and it sets a bad precedent. It really does, and you hear what Mike Norvell said. Do you bench your quarterback late in the season so he doesn't get hurt and doesn't punish your chances of making the CFP, you know? He has a relevant point. Do you bench your starters? I mean, with the CFP and the whole resume thing, you've got, oh, we need to blow out opponents. We need to run up the score so we can make our wins look better. Oh, we need to, uh, you know, we got to make sure our quarterback's health. This was out of their control. And I understand the ACC isn't a great conference, but they played two non-conference Power 5 schools. A lot like these other schools, they did not. Um, They went and played these FCS schools and these lower-level FBS schools. Uh, Georgia, really good team, didn't make it either. But I think this is more about the committee wanted to see the SEC in there. They wanted to see. I'm not saying Alabama wasn't deserving. It's just I think it's a shame. I think it's an absolute shame, and it sets a bad precedent in college football. You know, who's to say that if a guy – is half injured, right? You know, this college football playoff happens a month from now. Let's just happen to say Michael Penix got hurt in the Oregon game, right? And uh, he can't come back. What happens to them? Or what happens if it's like, well, Penix got hurt, but, you know, he'll be back in four weeks. Who's to say any of this stuff? You should not have to include medical reports in deciding whether you make the committee. And they say, well, but it's the eye test. They don't look good. The Florida State defense was really, really good. Mustered up 13 sacks in the last two weeks without a starting quarterback. And you have the argument of, well, this is why they deserve to be in. They showed that they were still a strong team without that playmaker. I just think it's a shame. It's the kids that suffer. They've done everything they could. And unfortunately, they'll have a date with Georgia in the Orange Bowl. Something you should be excited about, but in this circumstance, it feels very jaded. And uh, I'm with Mike Norvell here. I'm, I'm with the ACC commissioner. It's just, it's just a sham. The system is a sham. Thankfully, they're doing away with it. I don't think the 12-team playoffs going to be any better. But uh, this is a conversation for another time of feeling for the kids at Florida State and. Uh, congratulating them on the season that they had because I don't, I don't know how that would feel and I don't know what more you can possibly do. Well, thanks for this immediate reaction Sunday. This was fun. This will be a new thing that we do. And uh, we look forward to having you listen to our next podcast. Oh, and we're still doing the giveaway. We still have a few days left. If you haven't participated in the last episode, we're looking for a comment on our social media or a text to either Matt or myself about which fast food lineup you thought was better. We look forward to hearing from you for a chance to win a prize. Thank you for listening to the Joe Random Sports Podcast. Follow, subscribe, rate, like, and share us at Joe Random's SM. Remember, just keep swishing and don't strike out.